0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode number 427 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearmsauctions.com, where you set the price on guns, ammo, and accessories. I
2: am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. And I'm the other guy, Dan Todd. Our theme today is Six Habits and Sovereign Ammo, and our guest is Laura Di Benedetto. Laura is the author of the number one best-selling book, The Six Habits. She is a TEDx speaker and happiness and business coach. She is a speaker, a freedom fighter, and is a co-owner of Sovereign Ammo.
0: Welcome to the show, Ms. Laura. Thank you so much for having me with you today. Absolutely. So um, you help people manufacture delight through Six Habits. According to your book. Is that right? Am I saying that right?
1: Sure. There's no right way to say it. If you're basically looking to improve your overall well being, your overall outlook on life, increase your personal sovereignty, uh, my book will definitely help you to do those things because it sheds light on how you can think differently. When you think differently, you live differently.
0: That's so true. And, you know, you have a, uh, you're the happiness coach. I mean, does that put a extra strain on you that you better be having a good day every day? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a reasonable question. It really is. <laughs> um, uh, no, because uh, I think it's a it's a fallacy to think that any person can be happy all the time. You can't. I mean, it's reasonable to aim for eighty percent, ninety percent, ninety five percent, but anything like more than that is just plastic. And I'm not interested in living a plastic life. I understand the Barbie movie just came out. I will not be watching it. It is too woke for me. Um, But it is just something where nobody wants to be plastic. And it's not about facing, you know, life with this toxic outlook of um, nothing but happiness all the time and good vibes only. That's not real life is filled with sadness and heartache and tragedy and challenge. And it's how you approach it. And sometimes happiness can be stillness in the difficulties. Sometimes happiness can be knowing that you're going to get through something hard. Okay. Happiness, I'm, I use the word because it meets people where they are, but I actually really am beginning to resent the word because happiness is such a glib concept that really overly simplifies the beauty of the breadth of human expression. Mm-hmm. And ultimately it's supposed to be something where it's healthy and it's mm-hmm. positive as much as it can be, but not all the time.
0: Wow, that was really well said. And I I think rather than just like the emotion of being happy, like you're talking about an overall state of, um, I believe one of your words is gratitude. In the book, right? You're just grateful. Yeah, gratitude for the that you can't like. There's always there's. I have a plaque on the wall at home. There's always, 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 always something to be grateful for.
1: Oh, indeed. <laughs> it's um. It's not just gratitude, but it's also your, your your general perspective. It's your ability to live your life in a comfortable place, a confident place, from a place of power. And you know, so we talked about how sometimes life can be hard, and you can have challenges and tragedies. How do you get through those moments? Mm -hmm. That's the power that I wish to give to people. And that's Mm -hmm. what the book gives to people is the ability to not just have this plastic, stupid grin on your face all the time, but like Mm -hmm. genuine contentment to the base of your soul. Mm -hmm. And sometimes a knowing when you're going through something hard that this too shall pass and I will be all right.
0: Amen to that. Well, and so we can see over your shoulder your book. Do you have one closer up to show us?
1: There it is, conveniently located.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The six habits. I love it. And um, so you are such an accomplished person, and you're welcome. I mean, being a TEDx speaker that must have been. So, which came first? I forget the book or the TEDx.
1: Uh, the book and the TEDx were kind of coming together at the same time. Actually, I had a burning desire to get the message of possibility and hope out there through any channel I could. Uh, so I was invited to give the TEDx talk before my book was published. And uh, this was all during the craziness of COVID. Uh so my TED talk was actually in front of a collection of lizards, not humans. So <laughs> some of the shine was taken off, I admit, <laughs> but it's still an honor, no matter what.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, and it lives on, which I think is wonderful. I'm I, looking it up.
2: I have to look. I have to do something here why, for why the lizards. Business, for here. What are you
1: doing? Uh, go ahead, and I, I'm just what I'm going to
2: calculate sometimes.
1: There are no lizards available to, for you to see in the TEDx. Sorry if I.
2: Well, well, I want to tell you that I've been married for 14,250 days and not every day was total happiness, but we did find ways to.
0: Well, I'm glad that lizards made you think to add up how many days we've been married. Huh. But you know, it's that's that's great, babe. <laughs> Are you
1: thinking your wife's a reptilian?
0: What's going on? I'm no. not
2: sure. I'm, think, I'm, I'm not thinking sure. that not we'll every. will
1: unpack that later.
2: I assure I'm you. I'm thinking that not every single day was uh,
0: was not. You're right. Yummy. I mean, we had we all have right, challenges. Right. Right. And how to how to wonderful right. happy life, and and that's exactly what Laura was saying. Yeah. That's, and so something else I wanted to tap into. And this is sort of a a bridge question, a segue question, is in the firearms community, right, which you are now a member of through your sovereign ammo, um, we hear this phrase about, you know, to get better at what you're doing, sometimes you need to slow down to speed up. Like if you want to be a quick draw, you're not a successful quick draw on day one, right? You got to slow down, find the individual pieces and then put them together to speed up. So Mm -hmm. in your experience as a happiness coach, you use a similar phrase. Talk to us about the idea of slowing down in order to hurry up because
1: we're always in a hurry, all of us. (laughs) That's Mm -hmm. true. Uh, The phrase I use is slow down to hurry up. And we need to slow down in general because the demands of our current world are insane and they're not healthy, uh, first of all. Second of all, when you hurry there's no such thing as quality quality is built through consistency through precision through slow deliberate movement or practice and this is the same as the firearms community this is the same thing with the well-being and you know mental health community like every aspect of your life will always be better served if you slow down so i am known to be quick speaker and a motor mouth. But you know what's better? When I speak slower. Because my words are more measured. They're more carefully chosen. My listener can actually lean in and absorb the words I have to say. So there's an emphasis on quality versus quantity. So if you're looking to be a better shot, slow down to hurry up, you will get better and focus on precision and accuracy in your technique and your form. And if you're looking to be happier or a better business leader, as I have become, uh, you need to take a lot of stock in what you're doing, where you need to improve, and then diligently apply yourself in a deliberate way. And deliberate and quick are not the same.
0: Hmm. I like that. Deliberate and quick are not the same. Are you still over there pondering how many days we've been married? What's going on with you? I got
2: it. I'll figure <laughs> it all
0: figured I, out.
2: I want to listen and absorb because I need to absorb because I slow down. I'm way too fast.
0: I love it. And I need to slow down. It's true. So, after all of the, the craziness, Laura, of the lockdowns, and we saw things in this nation that none of us, I think, would have ever believed, where there were coerced and forced medical treatments on people. Um, They weren't allowed to, we weren't allowed to come out of our homes. We weren't allowed to see each other's whole faces and interact like we had our entire lives previously. Because of that, through 2020 and still some places you'll see that, people have started, I think, gravitating towards the idea of being a sovereign individual, a sovereign Person and are we still a sovereign nation, or are we part of this big globalized something out there? Um, how does that tie in, or does it tie in to your choice choice of naming your ammo company Sovereign Ammo?
1: Well, as in most choices that I make nowadays, they're slow and deliberate, and the name Sovereign Ammo is very deliberate. It is in reference to the holy sovereign. It is in reference to the sovereignty only he has granted to us and the sovereignty of this great nation. So I was struggling to not react to what you just said. We were not allowed to do this by whom? Mm -hmm, You don't get to tell me what I can and can't do. God may do that. And I consent to being governed And when I disagree with rules that make no sense, I will not comply. No one else should comply either. Does it mean anarchy? No, not what I'm saying. But when there is a law that says you need to hurt other people, are you going to blindly follow it? No. You need to use your own reasoning and your own executive functioning. So the name sovereign ammo is a name of respect. It is a name of liberty, and it is a name of responsibility. And I think one of the things that a lot of opponents of the notion of sovereignty would have to say is they think that sovereignty is selfish, when in fact it's not. Sovereignty is ultimate responsibility. Because if you think about it, think about, I want you to visualize and I guarantee one of your listeners is this guy. Picture the guy who's got a wife. He's got four kids, lives on the side of a mountain. Mama stays home, raising the kids and he goes to work. He's got to go kill dinner. He's got to bring home the bacon. Okay. This man is sovereign. He provides for his family. He is responsible. He is free to be accountable to his choices. He is free to enjoy the benefits of his choices, but he is ultimately responsible. And that's the thing with the firearms community. You pull that trigger when you're not supposed to, oh, you're free to do it. Mm -hmm. You are. You will be free to face the consequences too. That's what what sovereignty is. It is the understanding and the notion of all of the responsibility that goes with that freedom. It is the opposite of selfish. So Mm -hmm it's a huge reason why we chose this name and to put it with an ammunition company and everything, you know, some people have mistakenly thought, Oh, you're killing people. Yeah. We're really not, but thanks for playing Becky. That's not (laughs) what we're doing here. Um, What we are doing is working with people who believe in sovereignty and taking care of themselves, being accountable to themselves and to other people and providing for their family, for their community, Mm -hmm. for providing safety and protection for the people that they love. The people who buy our ammo are part of the sovereignty movement and the people who love their families and love their communities and would defend their neighbor if something went sideways. Mm -hmm. I love our customers. I'm so proud of who they are as people and people are attracted to us, not because we sell pew pews, anybody can do that they're attracted to us because of who we are and what we believe and what we stand for.
0: That's so well said. And, you know, we had a gun shop for probably 20 years, 18, 20 years. And the whole reason that we are doing this now, and the whole reason that I am basically a full-time volunteer second amendment advocate is because when we were about two years old as a business, and then uh, we got a new president, President Obama, and he would use his pulpit as from the highest uh, office in the land to demonize people who valued their rights, their Second Amendment rights, people who owned guns. And God forbid, if you sold them, right, we were the purveyors of death and it would have people that had known me for years start to react differently to me because on the news every night they were being fed this over and over and over again. And so just as you said, you know, the Becky, (laughs) the Becky's out there who can't really think for themselves for whatever reason. Um, I wanted to tell my own story. And so we started this, it was a radio show at the time. It's podcast now. Um, and, you know, it has, it has made a difference to speak for myself, for us to speak for ourselves. But um, it is, it's such a weird thing to, to say that, you know, people would say you are supplying the, um, the freedom seeds, right, for lack of a better word, for our tools of self-defense so that we can go practice at the range and get more proficient and, and safer because we're more proficient. Right. And we're going to use those only upon the threat of death. If somebody is threatening us, we're going to use those. um, Towards another human being. So to twist that, the way that people have. Well,
2: we were even so when we first opened the business, we were embarrassed in a way we said, what do you guys do for a living? Well, we have an auction house and a gun shop. That's and funny. it was like, it took us a while to realize, no, we have a gun shop and we're for freedom. And, you know, but it took some time for us because the way the public was looking at firearms and your Second Amendment rights as evil. And so mm-hmm. it took us a while. And um, I'm so it's glad- we now. Changed- oh, I know it is, but but you know what? We're better now. We are Good. better now. We're better to- to fight that we can I can walk up to anybody and say I love guns I don't care what you are I love guns you know and guns are 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 our rights and you know we can defend ourselves with them whatever but anyway so that so was What
0: has your journey been like did you were there people in your life that when you made this decision to to own an ammo company were like I don't know that I can be your friend anymore or did they come along your journey with you
1: um well, I would say that most people were not so bold as to just declare, I can't talk to you anymore. Some people just faded away. Other people asked me why. And the people who asked me why, who weren't so sure, they've stuck around and they're probably not as close because they perhaps don't understand it. Um, what's interesting is I have always been the same person. I I haven't changed. Elon Musk actually posted this very interesting thing where it's like this little um line and in the middle you know it's like the the middle of the political spectrum then there's the left and the right and like my fellow liberal right and i used to identify more on the left but then the left went way the hell down the field meanwhile the center has moved and now Oh, now I'm a right wing conservative conspiracy theorist. Meanwhile, I (laughs) haven't moved. You've been the same. Like, you know, I've had someone say to me, oh, you've changed. No, I haven't. I've always been myself. And I've always believed in sovereignty. I haven't perhaps articulated it in this particular way. But I also didn't feel unsafe prior to COVID and living on an island with looting and violence and threats of um, medical procedures being done to me that I don't want and don't need. Um, so, you know, I I think I've faced a lot of interesting things. I remember being very afraid to say um, some of my beliefs and I was hiding because I was afraid, oh, no, people won't like me. And now I'm thinking, oh, good people yeah, won't like. Yeah. Me. How wonderful cuz I don't like them either. And this is such an amazing shortcut because they can opt out and I don't have to filter and censor myself and it's easier to just be me and the more me I am, the more I attract people who like me for being mm-hmm. me and I welcome and love them for being them and you know it's crazy like I still have every desire in the world to be friends with Everybody of all political persuasion, I haven't changed in that regard. Like we can, you and I can have very different ideas on something because I'm an explorer of ideas. I am mm-hmm. like the spelunker. I like to go to the very bottom of a subject and really get into the juicy bits of it. Most people mm. don't want to do that. My husband calls them muffin toppers. <laughs> um, oh, that guy's a muffin topper. That's what he says. You know, when they just want to take like the just the the headlines and form an opinion. I don't mm. do that. And I think that's why I've built up such a good following online is because a lot of people are really gravitating toward a more chewy perspective on things versus just another clickbaity headline that, you know, guns are bad. Oh, this is bad. You won't believe this, that so-and-so said, blah, blah, blah. It's just people are sick of hyperbole. People are Mm -hmm. sick of being lied to. People are sick of labels. I am sick of pronouns. I am sick of the whole darn thing. Stop labeling. Start living. Start listening. Start exploring. Like, use the gray, squishy stuff between your ears and form your own cognitive thoughts on things. Mm. You can. You we you certainly weren't taught to do it in school, but you can follow along with my content or folks like me who love chewy ideas, and you can really learn. Well, I I agree
0: with you, and I I like oh, to sure. pick things apart as well, and like really figure out what do what pieces of that do I agree with, and why right? I might challenge my own self into changing my position on something. Uh, if I really look at it and, and no, you don't off.
2: change your mind. <laughs> no, I've been trying to change your mind for a long time. That's, that's, totally, <laughs> different things. that's totally
0: different thing.
1: <laughs> well, uh, yeah, it will never, <laughs> ever, ever come from your spouse. Um, I ask my husband, hubby, please do X, Y, and Z. The answer is not a No, if anyone else on planet earth asks him to do it, it's a maybe, but with me, it's a no. That's married life. That
2: is what a man is supposed to do, okay? And he does it well. Right, good. And you say no, and then but but uh, there's danger in that, okay? Because I we raised a daughter, yeah, and my daughter's in her 30s now, Mm -hmm. and she's like me. So the first (laughs) thing is no, and she works with us. So that's a tell your husband that's a bad thing. But we taught her to. Oh, I have. But his
1: answer is no. So there's that. (laughs) Actually, you know what's a real toxic trait you men have? Honey, I can't find it. It's right there. Honey, I can't find it. It's right there. I can't find it. Did you move anything <laughs> aside? Oh, there it is. Oh, there it's is. right Magic. there. You know what she does?
2: Oh, she changed the drawers no. on, on the kitchen no. for the knives and forks. She no. changes it like once a week. No, it's it, been the it, same drawer
0: for 20 years, babe this just you can't find it okay um but i, I what marital I
1: conspiracy theories have fun if, exactly if, <laughs> i think she does it
2: when, when i'm sleeping she'll go in there and change the door so maybe
1: You'll does she also know. make your clothes fit tighter every
2: night too <laughs> yeah. that's it how did that's you know i was me, talking I about my shirt today what'd you do to my shirt right you're doing it
0: well we taught our daughter to question authority and yeah. the problem is that oh, shoot, she's questioning us. But you know, that's
1: still good. That's still you good. You know what? The way you said that, you said it almost a little bit like Cartman from South Park. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yes. she will try. Yes.
0: <laughs>
1: exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you can throw humor onto it, then it's a little less frustrating when it happens to you. But... Oh,
1: I irritated my parents. My dad has no hair and my mom is totally silver and it's all my fault. <laughs> that's fantastic.
0: Oh, my goodness. This is fun. I'm really enjoying this conversation. And when I first became aware of you was when you were interviewed on a docuseries called Firearms and Freedom. And I think you were the last interview after like a seven-day marathon or something like that. And uh, I was really loving hearing your story and your journey that you have an a, really a, a not traditional background in this firearms community. Like, like I don't, my degrees are in psychology. We've been business owners the whole time we've been married, uh, which is 14,000 some days. I understand. And that's
2: because of your psychology degree,
0: (laughs) probably. And, and then here I find myself in this, this world that I honestly wouldn't have ever guessed. And so I was enjoying hearing that your journey was very non-traditional as well. How did you end up in that docu-series?
1: Um, I was part of that because apparently right place, right time. So it's probably the best way to put it where I had known the right people. Um, Sometimes you just get fortunate to be invited and i was chatting with the the filmmaker and he's like oh yeah i'm working on this <clears throat> hello <laughs> remember what i do for a living oh yeah All we right? need to get you in this yep
0: <laughs> oh that's it so you hadn't known this docuseries uh Producer before or the the host? I did
1: because I was um involved with him for two other projects that he has yet to publish. One is about uh, woke culture and one is about happiness. So um I'm not surprised that he went with something a little bit more chewy uh first. Very cool. And so I mean, contentious subjects like- pay the bills.
0: Yeah, no doubt, right? People, it's it's kind of that whole kind of a clickbait theory in a way but when you say clickbait
1: usually that means you get there and
0: and nothing's there there's nothing yeah. there but, right you know,
1: but actual magnetic content would probably be a better way to put it okay so you had me curious I did the math i have been married for 2220 days
2: <laughs> 2000 yeah pretty
1: congratulations cool. and
2: thanks it's no 14000 but <laughs> it's something you know the first 13000 are a little rough but it's better <laughs>
1: uh, all right our, just make sure you our, grease our, you the gears know, and
2: <laughs> uh, our deal our, our deal the hardest time of our life was the third year
1: yeah
2: now it's I, I can't tell you anything easier than being married to you oh seriously but, uh, that, there's but the third rolling. year was a hard year but um as that it progressed and you know Cheryl and I we have an understanding that she does what she does I do what I do it all comes to this, to the, you know, the tip. And as yep. long as we're not destroying that tip, it doesn't matter. As long yeah. as we're we're secure, and you know, it's good. It's been good. So, That's wonderful. There are, but there's still challenges. I mean, obviously, like you said, you can't say, "Oh, everything's plastic." Yeah. We have challenges, but um, it's usually other issues, not us. Yeah. Well, you your know?
1: challenges should bring you closer together. I mean, it I've does. been with my husband for a total of nine years, and. My first marriage got worse every year. This Mm. is my second marriage and it gets better all the time. And it's like every time we go through something awful, it breaks our hearts, but it pulls us so much closer together. And um, it's interesting as we face joint trauma Mm. and things like that, old wounds are healed. Mm-hmm. As we face new wounds together, um, and I really believe that these are the the tethering bonds of marriage that people, I think, should fight for. Like, mm-hmm. don't throw your marriage away. Like, if if my if my first marriage hadn't gotten worse with every single year, I'd probably still be there. But mm-hmm. it just got worse and worse and worse, and he had some unpleasant behaviors that never alleviated; they just amplified. So it's like, well based on the current trajectory uh <laughs> this ain't looking so good so you gotta <laughs> <That> go
2: um <laughs> I, i've been married tw- i've been married before too yeah. and i'll tell you that if if you don't have two at 100 percent, it won't work yeah two so, at a, now, sometimes so she can be 80 and i can be 120 but we got you got to have that you know you really got to there's days and uh the other thing is uh Old wounds need to be old wounds, Mm -hmm. not re-blistering up. Yeah,
1: That is such good wisdom right there. It's very true. And, you know, if it's still bothering you, by all means, like, talk about it, heal it, but like, leave it, you know, go
2: away because if it does, because you're always, you know, one of the things I see with friends is, well, he did that 10 years ago. She did that 10 years ago, you know, and (laughs) that, you know, I I mean, I, I have relatives like that and it's like. Whatever happened, happened. It's done. It's gone. You know, if you got an issue, get it cleared up. Because if you can't, you can't move forward. You know, the
1: only history that really matters, you know, in terms of like, discord is usually recent history. Like, hey, lately, you've been doing this, this and that not. Mm -hmm. You You did this 10 years ago. So, so what? I'm not... I don't even eat the same cereal I ate ten years ago. I'm not the same person. There I goes. can't even fit in the same pants I wore ten years ago. Why are we judging me by the actions I did then? So that
2: is so terrible. If you, Perfect. If Perfect. If you look at the the equity that you get being married, um, you can't build that any other way. I mean, equity means your finances, your your uh, mental memory, memory, everything yeah. is, Grand is so kids, much. Grand kids, grandkids kids are right the best. All that with no garbage you know oh there's a divorce here and we got to share kids and all that and it's like if you think about the future just like if you bought a house or anything else that if you stick with it and you pay the payments and you get it done then you own it it's yours same thing with the marriage if you stick with it you own it
0: (laughs) (laughs) i like the analogy no you stick
2: with it then then you have the you know, you have the benefits from going through all the hardships that you went through, Absolutely. and now you don't have to do the hardships anymore. And this story—I mean, this whole thing—just changed, right? We were. <laughs> it's not Are in we the script. Still
0: even on track,
2: but
1: it's, it's probably not. But I should tell you, most of my interviews don't stay on track because I'm so good at derailing people into interesting subjects. Sorry. <laughs> <I> well, <know.
2: laughs> you, can, you can't—you know—I mean, you look at kids nowadays; they get married, they don't stay married. No. You know. You know, they don't.
1: That's true. Well, you have to be willing to fight for it. And, you know, I keep keep reading these memes online, you know, like if your wife is fighting with you about your marriage, that means she still loves you. And that's very true. And if your husband is fighting with you, you know, about your marriage, it means he loves you and he cares. Like I went to a wedding the other night and uh, I sat with this woman who uh, then introduced me to her husband. She's like, oh yeah, we're separated, but he still came. And I'm like, sweetie, can't you see how much he still loves you? Yeah. Like, why are you, I'm not going to stick my nose where it don't belong, but like, why would you think this is weird when he wants to fight for you? Yeah. He oh. go to therapy, but if he's willing to fight for you by coming to this, he might be willing to fight for you in other ways. And maybe you've got deep issues and maybe, you know, it's, it's irretrievably broken perhaps, but he showed up. Oh, that gives me goosebumps. Yeah. I love that. Well, you might've just, like
0: you said, changed the trajectory. Just with that one comment so that is awesome. Sometimes
2: it takes somebody from outside to looking at. Yeah, up.
0: no doubt. Well, well Lauren, and a
2: nosy person such as myself.
1: Hi, this is none of my business, but <laughs> I'm, I'm Mrs. Bodinsky, anyway. and, and here we go. <laughs>
0: That's, That's fantastic. Good. Well, just as we start wrapping up, um, I so appreciate you taking the time to be with us today and, and share some of your story, some of your journey with us. Uh, I keep looking over your shoulder at the book. Talk to us a little bit more about the book. What drove you to write it? Who, who needs this book? Everybody, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I like the Vanna, right? I'd like to buy a vowel, please. Uh, This book is written for parents. It's, it's meant it was something that I intended in my heart to be for everyone, but really it's for parents because. My goal is to help you be the best people you can be because your kids are not paying attention to your words. And if your parents, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. They are paying attention to what you do. So when your children watch how you treat yourself, that's what they will mirror. When they watch you say grace at every meal and choose gratitude in every moment, they will do the same. Your children will learn. And my goal has been and will always be with this book to help the world be better after i'm long dead i would really really like to see uh the next generation and the generation after healed and yeah. there's tremendous damage going on with our young people right now where they're susceptible to all kinds of terrible programming they're not free thinking they don't love themselves they don't know who they are they're not emboldened to say no to the things they should say no to and they say yes to all the stuff they shouldn't say yes to. And that comes from not just society, but very much parents, which is why uh, anybody who opposes parental rights bills will never get my vote because parents are the foundation of the family and the foundation of the person. We need parents. And so if parents read my book and can solidify who they are as individuals, before their mom and before their dad, not birthing person. Okay, we're not doing that. Ew. No, Um, but solidify who you are as mom and dad, as people, as a couple. If you can do those things, your kids are watching and hopefully your kids will never need to read my book because you've done the work to model the good behavior and the right stuff so they can learn by watching. Not by listening because kids don't do that. No, no,
0: I absolutely love that. And you know, when you said the thing about the birthing person and I said you, and I'm like, you know, that's part of what's wrong is that um if we have a standard, right? Somehow if you're like more on the conservative side and you have these more traditional ideas, and we have a standard, the standard is somehow viewed. And skewed and twisted as hatefulness. And it really isn't. It's just saying this But that's is what part of really... the same
1: brainwashing. It's the people yes. who are calling women birthing people and lactating people and blah 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 that are right. also saying that truth is hate speech. It's not hate speech, but you get to hate it. Yeah, and that's a absolutely. difference. Like you are welcome in all of your mental distress to hate this. And if you hate something that is good and pure, you really need support and love from the community of people who are filled with love and traditional values, because these are good. Mm -hmm. These have stood the test of time. And there's, there's a reason why for the entire history of humanity, children have always needed their mommy and daddy. Yes. Always. They always have, they always will. And slapping a shiny new stupid label on it because people are trying to be inclusive, um, Mm -hmm. which is really exclusive. uh, Mm -hmm. It it doesn't work. It doesn't make sense. It's it's a betrayal of truth. And it's also a betrayal of your own eyes. You're essentially participating in the gaslighting of yourself. Mm -hmm. My parents, I'm telling you, They definitely, poor daddy, he's got a teeny fuzzy little ring back here of hair. That's it, (laughs) mamacita, she's got all the beautiful silver hair and it's all my fault. But, damn it, they did so well with me because I was the kid who always said no. I was the kid who... And I still have uh, ADHD. So, listening and doing what I was told was not always on my menu, but they loved me hard. They loved me anyway. They gave me discipline. They did not let me go out and party with friends. Party was not a verb in my life, and it's still not. Pro tip kids don't hang around with people for whom party is a verb, it's a noun. Good people don't use it as a verb. So, (laughs) there's a good line in the sand, but like, You know, my parents said no to me because I would not say no to me. And I was not equipped to make good decisions for myself. So if I was given the freedom and autonomy because my parents didn't want to parent, I would have turned out poorly. But no, my parents parented the hell out of me. And in some respect, they were overprotective. But apparently, since the world has gone completely mad, that's fine. Guess what? never had a drug problem, never had an alcohol problem, never had a crime problem, never had any of these problems. Literally my biggest problem was I don't fit in this outfit. Oh my God. Like, (laughs) but like they've raised me to be a person who's like, wow. So the FDA says I should be eating bread all the time. Nope. I'm going to do the opposite. Oh, and the drug administration and all these people say I should have that vaccine. Mm." You don't have longitudinal safety data. So I'm gonna make a decision and say no. Oh, and I you don't want me to have guns. Why? Because you have them and you wanna make sure that you can't be stopped when you come to do bad things to me. I don't consent to. No. Like, no. Generally, every three letter agency, when they say one thing, do the opposite. Yeah. I I think your parents follow me for more life tips my new, right? I
0: think your parents are my new favorite people on the planet. I, I think we would really get along well. Um, this Fabulous. has been wonderful. <laughs> talk, to, talk to us about how do we follow you? How do we find you? How do we buy that amazing book? And what about uh, the ammo too. And the ammo.
1: Yes. I was going to say, what about the Pew I got to buy <laughs> the Pew <pew-pews>. Hello, I <laughs> know. Sure. So you can actually get in touch with me uh on my social channels the easiest place to find me is linkedin Till they deplatform me for having an opinion other than the current approved one but we'll see i'm there mm-hmm. if you can spell my name i'm there um but my book the 6 habits it's the t a g s i x habits.com easy enough you can buy an autographed copy from my website or you can get it on amazon it is cheaper on amazon but it doesn't come with the scribble um and uh if you need ammo I want to help you and I want to send you a personal little love note and everything because we always enclose little love notes in every single order that goes out. We have stellar customer service. And um, so we're at sovereignamo.com. Now, listen, listen, here's the thing for all of you who are new to the Sovereign Idea conversation movement, S-O-V-E-R-E-I-G-N.com but guess what? I also bought the misspelled domain just in case, and it redirects to the other one in case you bugger it up. <laughs> so just go to sovereignmo.com and buy your pew-pews.
0: <laughs> it's so true because public schools do not teach us how well, to she spell did well. did the same but... thing.
2: We have like a hundred addresses. Mm-hmm.
1: And you she well said, else. well, they
2: might spell it this way. They might spell it that way. So <laughs> gotta that's more. It, right. Yeah. You
1: got to do it. I mean, honestly, listen, uh, I think that spell check is a wonderful tool. And when I was I mean, granted, I have, um, I'm a writer, so my command of the English language and spelling is probably better than the average bear. But even still, when I first encountered Sovereign, I'm like, I before E, except after C. Yeah. What do I do here? E I G N. It's that's so true. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Laura, that's, it's thank just you. listen. It's just so much better than the word paradigm because that's one of the words that the um the mental health community abuses. To so listen, guys, we need to enter into a new paradigm. Mm-hmm. If I hear that word one more time. I'm probably gonna have to bust out the ice pick.
2: What is my word? What is my word that's, that's spelt wrong? Oh gosh. What is it? Subtle. Subtle. It's like
1: there is no B
0: in the word subtle. I'm like, unfortunately for you, there is. So
2: No, there's not. Somebody messed up on that word. It's
0: like it should be S-U-T-T-L-E. How
2: Maybe do you feel about the word T's. February? Does that one bug you?
1: Right? February. February. Bothers yeah. Why yeah, is there an R in there?
2: Yeah, but subtle just drives How about me when we use that word.
1: I have a trouble spelling Wednesday. Get it Wednes day. That's Mine is I look at the
2: calendar and it's a W. You know what in?
1: word after all these years I cannot spell correctly unless I think about karate. It's the word separate. Oh interesting. I have Why? to literally when I'm writing it out I have to be like separate. separate. Wow. <laughs> wow. It's funny how
2: I we have it. those quirks you know because I have trouble with like certain words.
0: That's and... true and it is getting worse because spell checker makes us lazy but but anyway, anyway we just we... had a
2: master class on
1: how to spell sovereign so here we are. Exactly. <laughs> exactly <laughs> i love it that'll be your next ted talk how to how to nobody's gonna come these. to that one they're gonna be
0: like no. she's boring i don't like her <laughs> no you would make it fun you would make it fun <laughs> all right laura de benedetto we value you so much thank you for spending all this time with us and uh good luck with everything you've got going on that sovereign ammo i know there's people out there that they want that love note and the pew pews so they're gonna be lining up for that.
1: And do both. Thank you. I love it. Thank you so Thanks much.
2: All. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Fun. She is we went everywhere, didn't we? We did. What was our it was supposed uh, to be Six Habits that... <laughs> and Sovereign Hamble, and we're talking about marriage. Yeah,
0: you were the one that took it off the rails this time, which I kind of loved because usually, you know, you you're very on topic and I'm I'm wanting to go down rabbit trails. But that was very fun. Yeah. And I um, I kind of wish we would have spent more time talking about that transition that her and her husband took living in the paradise of Hawaii, right? The paradise of Hawaii that is ruined because right. of politics. Yes. And they felt, you know, trapped and coerced and all the things. And think
2: about that, Hawaii, okay? 1883, when it was just a island mm-hmm. and then the government came in and mm-hmm. it wasn't a government they had a king mm-hmm. and a government come in and how those people thought oh i wish i could get off this island mm-hmm. you know and and the changes that made and now because the changes that are made now and i don't know it's like you used to dream or let's go to hawaii but now you say why mm-hmm. there's so many restrictions over there and just um, why do you want to go other than it's like going to california california is beautiful but well, who wants to go there anymore
0: yeah, politics have just really changed the landscape and the level of being able to just enjoy what's there um anyway it all come
2: down to politics doesn't it
0: it does it does thank you so much to our awesome guest laura de Benedetto. uh her really that book, I I have one in the works coming to me. Uh, I think I get the one with the scribble in it, as she said, the autograph version. But it didn't make it in time for uh, our interview, unfortunately. But I'm looking forward to reading that. I think there's going to be some great nuggets in there uh, for us at this age as grandparents, right? And then for our daughter as parent, uh, as we navigate this crazy world that we're in. Um, And I wanted to say thank you to Raymond and Leslie Funk, who are previous guests of ours, because they are the ones that connected us with Laura. And if you recall, uh, Raymond and Leslie own the three-chord marriage training. So that was a great interview as well. Go look that one up. Um, So thank you again to Laura. Thank you to all of our amazing listeners out there. Wherever there is internet, we have viewers and listeners. Because people are hungry for what our subject matter experts bring to this show. And then when you out there take these topics into your personal life or your dinner table, your carpools, that is amazing because that's one real change. Happens.
2: Yeah, And it's like it's a little slower, but it's truth. Mm-hmm. What the stories that these people tell you, some of them may take a little long time to to grasp it all. Mm-hmm. But it's truth instead of watching the news and
0: mm-hmm. and
2: hearing all the, all crap. the quick,
0: quick, quick sound bite yeah. candy for your ears. Um, that turns to nothing. Yeah, no doubt. So um if you want to watch this video again or any of our videos, please go to YouTube as long as we don't get kicked off or talking about who knows what. We didn't
2: say anything about election. Oh. <laughs> oh no Elections?
0: no that's I, where the only dings we've got against us is talking i was about
2: talking about electricity electricity YouTube.
0: yeah elections oh. like why is that something to get kicked off the air about that's a that's a conundrum right there all by itself
2: no but you can talk about half-naked women and uh these rude songs that are mm-hmm. out there and that's it's okay true. but yeah. you can't talk about
0: you know stuff that we talk about here. So anyway, go to YouTube or Gunstreamer and when you go to those platforms, please click the on demand tab. Uh no, sorry, click the subscribe and the notifications button, pardon me, because that tells those platforms that you value what we're talking about on this show. And will give us a little bit of a hedge against being canceled, which is sort of all the rage these days. And if you want to listen to the audio only version, go to our website, gunfreedomradio.com. Click the on-demand tab and
2: binge listen to your heart content, darn.
0: darling. And if you want to see the photos and bios and links to oh all of our guests, including Laura and her book, Six, The Six Habits, Click the guest tab. It is a ever growing um database. And when you spend time there, we don't hate that. I also want to say real quickly before we take off that we have been promoting um mypatriothousehold.com uh, forward slash GFR for Gun Freedom Radio. Please be sure to check that out because you are supporting, you can buy all the same stuff you buy in the big box stores, right? Your laundry (laughs) soap, your shampoo, all of that stuff, but you will do it supporting um, American jobs on American soil. uh, And, you know, why not do that?
2: Their meat is so good. I'm telling you right now, the meat is so good.
0: And I said that wrong. It's, it is is com forward slash G F R.
2: Can they see that you know. on our website?
0: Uh, if we are working on it. Okay. Hopefully by the time this airs, it will actually be there on the homepage and you can click the link right there. And when you do that, you're doing your normal shopping. It's delivered to your door. How more convenient is that? You're supporting American jobs, and you're also a portion of what you spend goes to support the Second Amendment Foundation who are in the courts constantly fighting these horrible rights killing, Second Amendment killing uh, lawsuits out there, these, these laws that come up. And also a small portion goes to support the work that we do in our advocacy. So patriothousehold.com forward slash GFR for Gun Freedom Radio. All right, Dan, until next time, we're going to
2: now's the time to say goodbye. Pray for our nation to all our company.
0: We're going to pray for our leader. Oh, well,
2: praying for it. Yes, we've got to pray for our country. Pray for our, our nation. The
0: ones you don't care about too much. The ones yeah, I'll pray for them about. too. Pray for them,
2: yeah. Maybe uh, especially. I'm going to pray, pray for them, for them too, this. yes. Uh-huh.
0: And until next time, be good to each other. Have a great week and God
2: bless. Bye-bye.